Hello and welcome to another episode of 8-Bit News, brought to you in proud association with our partners, NRG Marketing. Hello, Ethan. Welcome to another episode. This yeah. Is, you know, your second episode here. How are you finding it so far? Uh, you know. All right, I guess. All right, I guess. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's great. Nice. Yeah. There's something different this time that we have to address, and that is Aaron. He is no longer with us. In terms of the podcast, in terms of the podcast, I must make that clear. <laughs> he is not dead. He is still alive, I, I can assure you. But, like, he's just not here. So, yeah. Can we have a moment's silence for our fallen brother who did not like The Simpsons hit and run? That's all we need. <laughs> just because he didn't like it. It's like, that, that was the moment over. So short, because he didn't like Simpsons hit and run. Is that the, is that, like, you know? That reason? tends to be the gist. If you don't like Simpsons hit and run, you you don't get a moment of silence. It, Moving on. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm only thinking like you know, would you would you agree with that? Moving on. Just, so as it's just like I cannot say as yes, Halloween has just been. It's just been yeah. This is a little bit late, but you know, horror games. Horror games. Wow. We like horror games. No, we don't. Yeah, I do. You don't. I play them because I punish myself for some reason. It's hilarious. But like, yeah, I, I think so. All right, I think what we need to start this episode off with, because we done this a while ago when I joined uh, for the Halloween episode, and that was uh, our favorite Halloween games. Currently, like you know, just in Halloween general. in general or just horror games? Just horror games, not Halloween games. Horror games. <laughs> okay, right. My favorite. Yeah. I want. I want to say welcome to the game too, because it's the one that gets me the most. Yep. I, and I, you. You've seen me under the influence of that game. <laughs> it's it's an interesting thing to hear. <laughs> um, yeah. So, how do I say this one? Um, Welcome to the Game 2 is probably the scariest one I've played. Uh, but my favourite is probably... I don't want to be stereotypical and go for Outlast. But... I mean... I, I would say that's a valid, like, opinion, like, at last. But I don't want to blend into society's norms. <laughs> so. <laughs> Edgy. <laughs> wow. All right, well, I know they've already covered it with you, but what are yours? Um, you know, I, it's always a bit of a weird one with me because I've played quite a few and I'm just like, like testing the waters of different horror games. Testing the waters. Testing the waters, yeah. I don't want to be a basic, like, person, but, like, I really enjoyed Amnesia. Like, oh, I was, going, going I, all 2010 PewDiePie. Yeah, it that. was, yeah, I was just, I love this, like, quite a lot. And I was, like, I was watching PewDiePie at the time, like, every child or, like, whatever we called ourselves back then were because we didn't like being called children. It was like, I'm a teenager because I'm 12. It's like, not quite, mate. Go away. But like, you know, back then, in those times, uh, like, we watched PewDiePie and I saw his amnesia videos and I was like, yeah, that looks cool. I want it. And I... I, I, It doesn't take a lot to run it, thank goodness, because I... Your PC is... Not that PC. It wasn't. It was the one before that PC, and that was considerably worse. Oh, see, so you upgraded Pen- from like a 1990s PC to a 2000s PC. Pretty much, it was an Intel Pentium, uh, two gigahertz, 
Wow. Uh, and that's that's 1.6, uh, but it's a quad core. Any form of dedicated graphics or just? Uh, no. Just I, on board. It's all on board graphics. It was, actually, it might be in, yeah Intel graphics, which is like, you full know, of Pentiums. It must have been around 128 megs. Yeah, that's 128 megs. Oh. Yeah. So uh, I don't. I think it might have had more. I don't know. It's probably more than that. But it had four gig RAM, which you know is about average for a laptop and doing stuff on it. But eight gigs, like you know, back then it was anyway. Now it's you know eight to sixteen gig, oh. which is nice. But yeah, um, I run that game. I played that game quite a lot. I put seventeen hours into it. and I managed to complete the game once, uh, which is not an achievement at all. It's it's rather sad. <laughs> I, I, I was slow. I'll tell game. you what is an achievement, though. What? Trying to beat Welcome to the Game 2. Like, just yeah. trying oh, itself yeah. is an achievement. Beating it is a whole different level, but... Yeah, getting one key is considered, like, good. Like, you know, if you've got a key in that game, you're like, yep, fair enough, you've had a good run. I or, don't want to talk about the other night. <laughs> that was brilliant. Honestly, like you need to know about it. I was so happy because we had reinstalled the game after a good couple of months. Yeah, uh, I finally found the first key for uh, actually getting access to the Noir Tunnel, and turn around hear this beeping horn outside. So I'm like, "Oh, let me just quickly make sure all my lights are off." And then, bam! The cops are at me, and I'm like. What did I do to deserve this? I, w- I was only browsing the dark web. Yeah. I uh, don't know. Don't know. That doesn't have any implication at all. Yeah. Just saying. The, the Welcome to the game two is a game oh, set we around may, the dark web. We may want to actually but, explain yeah. what the game is. Yeah. That just, was... just sit there in your Steam like in your Steam browser. Just like yeah, let's try and work a way to get to a dark web dark web link page. Which, you know, is there a way to do that? Can you just, like, type in the web page, but then you're absolutely, like, done for if they, like, you know, see your internet history? Yes, the doll maker. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, um, the... I, I've never done it like, before. I've never clicked on that link. I'm, you like, don't want to, like... Is it's... there a guaranteed key there? No. He, okay. the, I believe the key can spawn there, but it's not like you have to go to the doll maker. To get the key. Okay, because I've just been really hesitant about clicking it because, the, you know, so the doll maker comes up, it's like, oh yeah, no. you're done for. Yeah, I'm just, I guess, I just get really scared. <laughs> it's his entrance as well, because the website that you go on to try and find him has this weird background music, and it's like, okay, yeah, this is weird. But then when you back out of the website, you still hear the, hear the music coming from your hallway in mm. the game. And it's when you go to look through, like, the little peephole in the thing, you just see this doll sitting there. And then this old this old guy, who's the doll maker, presumably, just walk up, pick the doll up, and just walk off with it. And then instantly, snap, power goes out. Oh. It's brutal. <laughs> I think that's probably the most terrifying experience I've had in that. That, I... that or the breather. The breather? Who's... How does... Oh, is that the... Um... That's the alleyway enemy. Is it? Yeah, that's the be- uh, breather, sorry. Oh, he's terrible. I hate him. Is it when you go in or when you come out? Um, well, essentially, how the breather works. So he's the main enemy in the alleyway when you go to pick up your deliveries. Yeah. He has a chance of spawning past 10.30, I believe. 
which is why I try to get out of there as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens is if you step out and you either hear heavy breathing, a slight laughter, or as you're going down the alleyway, you hear a second pair of footsteps behind you. There's a door on your right that you've got to hide behind, like get in and hide behind. And the idea is to hold that handle up every time you hear that he's about to try and barge in. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only way you can hear that is to either pick up on heavy breathing or the smallest movement on the door handle. And he'll be there for around, well, in game time-wise, half an hour trying to get in. Whoa. And if you don't actually know that he's there and you go to pick up the package and you get over to the package and it doesn't give you an option to pick it up, yeah, odds are he's right behind you. And the second you go to turn around, Aww. you're going to get bamboozled. Yeah, which is when you turn down your... Uh, your, your... No, 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 that's when I uninstalled the game because that was the one thing that probably shook me the most. Well, it was like, did you turn around or were you just like, you know he's right behind No, he jumped out behind, her, behind the dumpster on the way back. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I thought I was safe. Oh, if you just like walk backwards, are you able to like trick the game? Or is that like, no, no you'd just be like, he bumped into me, mate, stab. I was going to say, like, I don't think that's how it works in a real life encounter. You can't just walk backwards, avoid eye contact, and it'll just be like, oh, this no. is hunky dory. No, you throw them off their rhythm, you know, completely. Just then you're just walking back, and it'll be like, oh, okay, we didn't expect this. Maybe if you were to fall backwards, they could just use the uh, whole self defense argument. Just, you were just happening to stand there holding a knife and you just fell backwards onto it. Yeah. CCTV supports this. They're yeah. safe. Mm. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. That and his appearance is just... Ooh. just mm. yeah. Bald surgical mask and yeah. the raincoat. Well, I'm not sure. I don't think he has the raincoat in the second one, but he does in the first. I think he has a hoodie. I believe so. What do you think is probably the most terrifying enemy for you in any horror game? We'll go with... If we start off by characteristics of what they do, and then we'll move on to like their appearance. Or like in any horror game? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you know what? This is a hard decision because there's so many freaky like enemies. and There's Virginia, as we call her. In a, oh, is this in, in the forest? Yeah, yeah. The well, one with all the legs. Oh no, she's spooky. But like, it's the fact she like squeals as well. She's like, you know, you know, like, have you seen? Actually, no, you're an arachnophobic. You've not seen arachnophobia. <laughs> the film spiders the, are awful. Anyway, there's a spider in that that um, it squeals when it dies. It's got like that really weird, yeah, horrible oh. noise. And uh, she makes that sort of noise when she pounces at you. And it's terrifying. And she's just annoying. I'd say she's she's one of the terrifying. That. Or um, there's the witch. Is, uh, is, is she the witch from Outlast 2? Oh, the yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about Left 4 Dead 2 then. For uh, a second. Oh, no. <laughs> Memories are coming back. That's terrifying <laughs> for a whole different reason. It's hilariously terrifying. <laughs> Ethan, go poke it, go poke it, go poke it. I don't want to go poke it, just do it, just try and kill it. One more, you know, it'll be fine. It's just when we're just playing along like, okay, guys, we got this, and just in the top corner of the screen, screen we just see DK's 5 has startled the witch, and it's like... <laughs> it's just like, you know, we'll you run. You had one objective. 
It's just like, all right, Kane, you run the other way. We're going to go to the, like, you know, the safe room. Was, was it Swamp Fever? No, I don't think it was Swamp Fever. I think it was Heavy Rain that had all the witches on everywhere. Yeah. Oh. That was brutal to play with canes. Mm. <laughs> Did you just keep poking them and just be like, "Hey, witch!" Boom, and it's like you wouldn't even mean to. <laughs> they just like they just like you know they just know he's there. They're like, "All right, so all of them, all of us at once. Three, two, one. Surprise!" <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear him scream again because like, when that happens, it's hilarious. Okay, well, I feel we've gotten slightly off topic. So uh, are it's you... still technically on topic, I'd say. Well, we're on topic, but you were saying about the forest. Oh yeah, but like you know, it's like all like the cannibals like then come at once. Yeah, uh, which is really spooky because like you know you don't expect it as such. I and, think the forest yeah. is a prime example of such. A suspense game due to its contrast in nature to everything else. Yeah. So you'll just be happily there with your friends, just building this beautiful fort, and then out of nowhere, it will just get flipped on you. Just three scouts, yeah, of full cannibals just appear out of nowhere, and it's like, in a bit, all my hard work. Yeah, it's like when you're equipped for it, it's okay because you can get the chainsaw and then you're pretty much invincible. But if you're me and you spend all of your time building that one log cabin straight off of the start... Yeah, do you know what? I do that as well. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll just chop all these trees down and then it just doesn't end well. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's fun and it looks good afterwards, but then at what cost? <laughs> I remember we had the um, the huge fort around ours to keep all, all of the... Um... All of the "quote unquote" monsters, cannibals, out. So like, but then we just started taking it to new extremes, like putting a zip wire, yeah, that from was, that was... our house down to the. Um, I forget down to the pond. It, it was by the pond, but there was uh, what's the word for it? The weird little hut. Uh, chalet? No, not chalet. It was a. Oh, what I'm okay. Right. Well. Uh, a little hut. We'll just call it a little hut and settle with that because, yeah. But yeah, in terms of so that um, is that your option for appearance-wise, the scariest or characteristics? Oh no, appearance, appearance, appearance. Thought so. I think yeah. For like for characteristics, it's got to be the outlast two person with the scythe. I mean, the appearance is terrifying. In the light, it's not so bad. But because it's so dark and all you see is a shape with a scythe, you get scared very easily. Uh, I think. How about you? Uh, oh. Like, what's your what's your choice? Okay, I know we've talked about this already, but it's not the breather. Actually, the breather isn't the thing that does it to me in like characteristic wise. In um, welcome to the game. Welcome to the game. It's Lucas, the assassin. Oh, what does he look like? Right, so think of Agent Forty Seven. Yes, but change him to a middle year, uh, like not middle, but like an Eastern European. Oh, I can't English. An Eastern European, like nationality. That's what Lucas is. Okay, so he's similar in terms of like he's he's like Agent Forty Seven, just. Kind of not at the same time. Oh, I'm gonna get a picture up on my tablet because, yeah, 
God, you must be like you know both you and Mr. Manning must be like turning in, like you know in your graves at the not turning in your graves you're not dead you know because you, of your tablet yeah you're just yeah. like okay so you know any technology I bring in borrow my iPhone <laughs> even then that's sort of dated now well wait what was the person called again the Lucas oh no Lucas okay no definitely <laughs> uh, just type in welcome to the game to Lucas um or the hitman. Essentially, his primary objective is to, well, follow out a hit on you. But you only have very subtle cues to when he's going to be there. So, for example, if you hear the elevator go in the hallway, you know he's probably on his way up to you. Mm. If you hear a very, very faint lock picking at the door, then you need to switch off all your lights and hide in either the bathroom or the closet and if um or if the windows open outside and you hear a car honk twice i believe that's when he's on to you as well the thing that probably gets me for lucas though is when you're hiding your mic is active in game yeah that's that's so so if you're actually like trying to hide then at like while say speaking to a friend on discord you've got a dead silent mm. which is why whenever any of us play the game and the other person just goes completely silent we know they're probably going to die within the next two minutes in game yeah it's just like you're just anticipating the scream and that's when you're caught or you're like hey is he gonna scream is he gonna scream and then the police come in and then like swat you and then you scream and then calls them to scream and then you get killed because of them it's a constant cycle if that made sense in any way shape or form Keep listening back. That will make sense, I promise. Sure. Um, Appearance-wise for me, though, in terms of scariest, is probably... That's a good... That is a good question, actually. Yeah. Appearance-wise, I'd probably... If we're just talking about plain appearance, would you classify Left 4 Dead 2 as a horror game? Yeah, definitely. Okay, then in that case, something as simple as The Smoker... Like, with yeah. its really long tongue, it's it's not necessarily like scary. It's just twisted. Yeah, it's just it's ooh. But I don't know actually. Appearance wise, clickers are pretty cool. Mm, yeah, clickers. From Last yeah. of Us. They're dead. They're dead. Yeah. Oh. But as much as. Just realised. What? Any any spider. Any spider. Any spider appearance wise is what gets me. Like that that spider in Payday Two in the. Oh uh, no! <laughs> in lab rats. Oh, the lab rats hide is such a good hide, but when that spider comes up onto the table, I'm I'm on the other side of the map. I don't care. You're just in the corner. Just, you don't care. If there's like a like a tank there. You're just fine. Just AI or friends deal with it. I'm not going near it. Simple as. Mm. But I don't know what it is that does it for me with the spiders. I think it's it's the eyes or the legs. They have too many yeah. of both. There's too many. It's like there's too many. Why? And how their legs sort of move down in this both elegant yet mechanical mm. way with all the hairs on it, which is like... Mm. <laughs> oh. This is when we have Ethan have a panic attack on Mike and we're just like, okay... Give us a break. We're going to take a short break. Listen to these advertisements for other podcasts. Why we? 
No, it's I'm not. It's just spiders. Yeah, they're not mm. exactly. They are. They're not exactly the nicest looking things. Like small spiders, I can deal with because I can't see their eyes or their legs. Mm. Well, I can see their legs, but not in such what, detail. What, what, Which, I'm sorry, I'm going into film film territory here, but that episode of Doctor Who Arachnids in the UK. Oh, that no, I haven't actually been fin- able to I finish ha- watching that episode yet. I've got like 25 minutes through, and it's like, do I really want to carry on? It's like 11 p.m. I need probably to, not. I need to watch the Doctor Who's. I mean, I was going to do it in my directed periods today, but then I was like, you know what? I'm like, no, you, no. I need to do an essay. Like, you know, there's like that little voice in your head that's like, yep, you know what? You don't have an essay do last. You got to do, you know, you got to watch Doctor Who. Like, no. No, well, we're going into film reels territory now, so we'll leave that to them. But I think this might be a good way to just segue into our little technology news highlight thing that I've made up. So, apart from bombarding you with information, I've just thought I'll pick off the most interesting or widely uh, topical discussion. Okay. Um, So, obviously, yesterday... November the 5th, Intel talked about their two new Xeon, which are their server-esque yep. processors. These are 48-core Cascade Lake Ooh. processors, which is why it's very interesting to me. Um, How much are they? I don't believe a price has been set on them yet, Ooh, okay. but they are meant to directly compete with AMD's Epic series, which are their server processors. My only fear is Intel tend to have a, we'll call it a brand premium price. Yeah. So there is, a, I'd say around 25, 20, 20%, I'd say you're paying for the brand rather than the actual thing. Okay. Although speaking of performance though, um, yeah, Intel have directly started boasting that it's three times faster in some of their, in, well, in some applications. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, I, I see why Intel have said this in some applications due to their recent events with testing. Yeah. But to be fair, are you going to get three times the performance day-to-day basis? No. I mean, depends if you're running Notepad, you know. Get that three times performance in Notepad. <laughs> no, when they say in some applications, you'd be expecting, like, really specific Blender runs. Oh, okay. Or... Photoshop, uh, rendering on... I don't, I don't know when it comes to... Rendering may... It, it, don't get me wrong, it'll help rendering, but... Though... That, how do I say this? Operations such as rendering or exporting, stuff like that, they're all targeted towards their i9 series or their Extreme series, which is meant to compete with Intel, uh, sorry, AMD's Threadripper series. Yeah. So these aren't really a case of get as much done as fast as possible processes. These yeah. are handle a lot at one time processes. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'd just say be wary, and I'm going to always stick by whatever I say and never pre-order anything. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like not, wait until stuff comes not out. Not before actual test results are out, at least. 
there, like with the um, like last time with the uh, the what? Well, GTR. That's definitely not their name. It's the RTX series. RTX. Why do I call it GTR? That's like ah. Oh. Although RTX is, I'm not going to say it's overpriced because you are getting the RTX, yeah. which is something that no graphics card or at least mainstream graphics card has done before. Yeah. Although whether it's ready to be released is another topic, but I think yeah. that that Intel have just been very closed recently or are making very vague statements which I can understand due to the recent events although they need to actually acknowledge right we're a multi-million or no we're a multi-billion dollar company yeah it's going to be dangerous to admit that we've messed up but we've messed up yeah that's all they need to do but obviously that's going to come with costs Mm. I think that concludes that little segment. So, okay. back onto horror. Okay. So, what do you think is the cheesiest horror game you've played? Cheesiest horror game? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, there are so many. <laughs> Aren't there just? I mean, there's so, there's some like genius games, but then you get the odd ones which are like, oh god, oh no. Definitely didn't see that one coming. I think my favourite cheesy one, Condemned Criminal Origins. Really? Condemned? I, I it's a it. really good game. I need Don't to get me it, wrong. It is it. really good and unique in its style. But oh boy, are the scares cheesy. <laughs> that and the dialogue itself is... Well, yeah. Oh no. Oh no. It's an amazing game though. Like, its take on horror is definitely unique. But still cheesy. Mm. I, I think I've got the, like my like my favorite cheesy game. I keep I keep coming back to this game, Dino Crisis on the PlayStation oh, One. Nah. I love that game so much, but it was just it, the Reminds dialogue of... was ah, and the jump scares were just ah, and everything was just making me want to scream. Do you think like the developers are they the same developers as yeah, Terror? Capcom. No, it's uh, Capcom. Capcom made Dino Crisis also made Resident Evil. Oh, okay, right, yeah, because yeah. uh, I think we can all tell um, <laughs> their dialogue wasn't the best in those times, like yeah. <laughs> Resident Evil. Um, uh, I, I didn't hear what the dialogue was like for that. I did. Wow, you could have been a Jill sandwich. <laughs> that that was Is one. That of, actually that, one of that was one of the lines when oh, no. <laughs> when Jill Valentine got attacked in the original Resident Evil. Oh no! And <laughs> yeah, it didn't really fit any of the tone at all. So uh, they kept it in for the remastered because at that point it became it had become such a sort of meme. infamous. Yeah, such yeah. a meme. It became such an infamous line from the game. They knew they had to keep it in no matter what. Did they do like an extreme close up of his face when he said, it? "You could have been a." Jill sandwich. <laughs> just bass boost it all the way up, distort it like mad, and just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Am I just explaining half the memes now? Yeah, you are. Okay. Right, so I'm trying to think dialogue wise. What do you think is the. I don't want. What do you think is the best performed dialogue in a horror game? Best performed? Because obviously you need good dialogue in a horror game, otherwise. 
Um, it just doesn't suit anything. I think mine is probably going to have to be... I mean, Outlast played dialogue quite well. Mm, Outlast 2 didn't. Huh? Did not? No. There were so many situations where it either tried to reiterate things but make it sound either cheesy or just, why are you bringing this up now? There is no point for it. Mm. Um, I think in terms of best performed, I it's interesting how Resident Evil can go from the worst to the best. Yeah, <laughs> Red Seven was extraordinarily well performed, and Lucas I thought was such an intriguing character okay. in Resident Evil. The way he does play this almost jigsaw esque character and start putting you into traps. Jack was interesting because Jack, uh, you know, I've heard about Jack isn't interesting. Jack just revives himself into different forms and <laughs> won't die. That's basically Jack. It's just like. Okay, I I don't know much about the game to be honest because I didn't watch any playthroughs. So good. I I watched like, the ending one. is. I'm not gonna talk about the ending. I think it's like a is it isn't actually do I there are spoiler alert like yeah there's a reason like, I'm not yeah. talking about the ending. It's um that after the ending there is a a campaign where you play as. The name slipped my head from the original Resident Evil series. Um, okay. Chris Redfield. Yep. That's the one. Um, where you play as him, I haven't seen much on that. I've seen a couple of things a while ago. It was well received. It feels like it should have... I see why they released it as a DLC, because it used the same engine, all the same mechanics and everything. But I feel like if they'd released it as a standalone separate thing they could have developed Chris Moore as a backstory but it just felt like the same Resident Evil 7 gameplay mm. but on a different voice mm. which yeah can be repetitive especially when the second half of Resident Evil itself Resident Evil 7 felt very repetitive Especially when you're just constantly having to backtrack between areas. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I think that's one of the things that annoy me about games sometimes when you have to like keep going back and forth to one place and another. See, that annoys me so much. But then I'm sitting here with my favourite game being the Borderlands. Or Borderlands 2. Hmm. Which requires a lot of backtracking. Yeah. And repetitive grinding. I mean, I think the difference between that, that's open world. To an extent, it's open world. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, of course, yeah. It's... So you can just go anywhere. Like, in some games where it's like... Let's take the original Resident Evils. And, like, actually, it's, yeah, Resident Evil, uh, Dino Crisis, it's all it's like the quite small areas because they didn't have much to play with like, in terms yeah, of... Yeah, I was like, going to say, in terms of actual console specifications, they could only get away with so much. Mm. But then again, even with, like, Resident... Let's say Resident Evil 5... And there, like it was just Resident Evil Five went so downhill, mm-hmm. so quickly. I mean, I can agree. Like, and then uh, Res Six was released, and the demos made it look like, oh my god, they've gone back to their roots. No. And then people picked up the game and went, wait, we've we've made a mistake. It's almost like it was a completely different product to what they had sold in the first place. Yeah. Um, and then, do you know much on Resident Evil Revolutions? 
Uh, I played a demo of it. I haven't played anything or seen anything on it. It just sort of fell into the backwash of what was considered a silent game. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say Resident Evil got pretty silent hill. Whoa. Oh, oh, that was oh, awful. That was the, I, 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 I hurt now. <laughs> um, but it's just like, yeah. I, I don't know. I never played the Silent Hill games. Did you know? I played Silent Hill 2. I didn't play the first one. Okay. Would you recommend? Yes, without a doubt. It's oh. one of my favorite. I'm surprised I didn't bring it up actually. It's one of my favorite horror games today. Would you? Like, it's on Steam. Huh? It's on Steam. Is it on Steam? I uh, no, I do not believe so. You can emulate the game, but but like you know, we won't tell you how to get the ROMs because you know that can be considered reasons. somewhat unmoral of us. I mean, if you get the ROMs like legally, we don't know how you would, but you know, then you know, good luck. Now is the time to stop talking. Yeah, actually, can you buy ROMs? That's the thing. Uh, what you can do is there is, um, you can essentially get the uh software to sort of take your disc from a different console and rip it off to make it compatible for PC. But even then, that's considered... That, that violates the terms and services of many okay. consoles and companies, so not exactly considered fully legal for good reason, but... Yeah, because, like, there's so many, like... There was... um. Going off a little bit, like a slight tangent. The um, if you remember, like you know, the Pokemon MMO. Uh, I heard about it. I've never played it. It's I wasn't basically big on Pokemon. You just play the Pokemon games online with other people. It's it's all right. It's actually not a bad concept. But the problem is, like they say, oh yeah, you need to have the ROMs for it, but make sure you get them legally. And I'm like, is there actually a way to get ROMs legally? I didn't know if you knew. Um. Legally, no. Uh, technically, all the emulation of games that goes against the terms of services are technically considered illegal. Although... Do you reckon that should be a service? Hmm. Like, just even if it's like a, you know, like quite a cheap if thing. The companies, if the companies buy in and directly support it, I believe it should be, but... Yeah, like, you know how Steam do, like, you know, they do movies, music, this, that and the other... I reckon they should. Yeah, but Steam Steam stuff for music and movies have never been well received. Mm. I mean, do you reckon they should just sub it for like you know for ROMs? Um, because like I I can see it working on Steam because if it's cheap enough, people can just sell stuff from their inventory and then buy the ROMs like quite cheaply. True. And then like you know because the, they're going to be on your C disk either way, you can then locate those files for the games that need the ROMs. And then you just use your emulator, or if Steam make an emulator, then you know. Mm. I think other. Like, you yeah. still got to fight against the Tama services, yeah. and for stuff like especially cartridge yeah. stored games, you either gonna need an adapter or yeah, straight up just can't. Yeah. But what's 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 wrong with just hooking up an old console and every now and then just playing it on the original console? It's a good point. I Which, mean. I mean, yeah. I say that, but I did. D- don't admit to it. Don't admit to anything. <laughs> I no, I'm not admitting to anything because oh, okay. I did do it perfectly legally. Um, I did. I do have two copies of The Simpsons Hit and Run Premium and Standard. I got the premium on 
PlayStation 2. And I got all, everything I needed to set up to PlayStation 2, even the original 4x3 monitor. Really? For it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but I still chose to go out and buy the PC version of it. Just so I could have the privilege of playing it on PC. I mean, I think PC runs it, like, you know... PC runs it around, I think, on my PC at the moment, even though it's, I, I wouldn't consider mine a top-notch PC at all, because it's running uh, sort of 20, 2014 AMD chip and yeah. GTX 1050 Ti. I wouldn't consider it anywhere near top marks, but that when you're might. getting around 2,000 to 3,000 frames on the Simpsons hit and run... Something right is happening. Yeah. Do you know? What? I reckon I, I should bring my monitor around yours and hook up like hook up some games because I got a 144 hertz monitor and you've got a PC that might be able to like reach that. Oh God, I'm actually intrigued now. Yeah, me too. I think on the 24 hour, do you reckon like we should? Nah. I, I should bring my monitor and just be like, here you go. What you'll do is you'll put it on the desk and instantly break it and be like, wow, I've lost my monitor. <laughs> But it's a good monitor, to be fair. It's fun. It I think is. the last topic we're going to go into today is port-wise for horror games and how important the ports are for horror games. Because we've seen a lot of messes recently. Not pointing any fingers, we happy few. You just weren't ready for release. <laughs> you just weren't ready. Is the, was the port actually that bad? It was shocking. All like, right. it was... At times, it would be playable, but then you'd see the dips down to... 30s, mid 20s, sometimes even the teens. Ew. Way more commonly than you would see smooth frame rates. That's that. Uh, and we're uh, talking on high end builds. You'd be seeing that. Really? Yeah. It's. It definitely took away from the experience no matter what. And I think another thing we've got to talk about is again, is welcome to the game too. Yep. Why there is no independent motion blur. <laughs> that makes me so mad. Like. I think the what's the first thing I said when we started playing Welcome to the Game 2? I think I said the scariest enemy to fight in this game is going to be the motion blur. Yeah, yeah. Because we tried, like, like I didn't notice it at first because I put my settings on really low. And he was like, no, turn your settings high. So I listened to you, turn my settings on high. And all you hear was like, Ugh, Yeah. what is this? Motion blur, I think. I see the purpose of it in a horror game because it tries to sort of almost um, distort you. But I feel like in a game like that, it's just, well, either not needed or so cruel of a prank to play on someone who's already (laughs) completely terrified of the game (laughs) that it just needs to stop and just go into its own thing. Yeah, just put it in a box. Send that box to someone else. Can you think of any other poorly ported games? Wait, yeah, I can. Res 4. Res- oh, yeah, no. I, I love Res 4 with a passion. I love it, but its yeah. PC port was nothing. Yeah, it was... I played that on PlayStation 2. I didn't complete it, so when I was sort of on PC, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get it on PC. I'm going to actually complete the game. No. About, like, 30 minutes in, like, I was hitting, like, 20, th- uh, 20 FPS, but it was so slow. And I was just like, yeah, we're just going to, you know refund this this is not working at all yeah um i believe that does it for this episode then yeah that's pretty much it yeah so is there anything you wanted to do or i mean a quick thing about um like like an upcoming title which i don't know if you'd class it as a horror go on then 
uh, Last of Us 2. Oh, of course I'd ask. Any day I'd class that as a horror game. I wouldn't say it scares me, but it's definitely a horror game. Yeah, I I, pl- I played that, like, I, I played that, like, actually, I played that this year. I, like, the first one. Oh, the first one, okay, I was going to say. I was really late, and I was just like, you know what, I've got the PlayStation 3, I may as well buy, um... Beyond Two Souls and The Last of Us, but now the PlayStation Three is broken, so I'm still having to play Beyond Two Souls. Beyond Two Souls. Oh no, no mind. I'm thinking Beyond Good and Evil. <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil was a great game, I'd... and I really can't wait for the second one. But it's they announced it too early. Mm. All the hype is killed off. Like I can promise, if you were to go up to someone and say, "What are your top thirty games that you can't wait for to happen?" Mm. No one is going to say Beyond Good and Evil Two. I'm actually. What is Beyond Good and Evil? I don't think Beyond I Good and Evil. Um, oh, I've got to go back to my like 2013 knowledge. Actually, here. Um, Damn. Beyond Good and Evil is based off a character called Jade. Who? Well, Beyond Good and Evil Two isn't. Beyond Good and Evil Two is completely sele- uh, separate, I believe, in terms of storyline wise. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil takes place like follows the events of a character called Jade, as she tries to free the oppression from this revolute... Well, not revolute, but, like, from the oppressors, I guess you could name it as. Okay. Um, But, yeah, no, I believe that rounds this episode up, so... I've got this game. Yeah, no. I got it through a few Ubisoft, I didn't realise, but, yeah. Um, right, yeah, so... Thank you for watching... Yeah, we're quite over the time. News. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you very much for you know, watching this, guys. We'll be well, back. listening. Yeah, listening, yeah watching unless you've been staring at podcasts for a while or whatever you're watching us on but you know like you yeah. do you i'm not gonna judge yeah i mean you know oh uh, thank yeah. you for listening to Ava news and we'll see you next time all right see you in a bit <laughs>